on the kitchen floor just crying because of whatever had just happened, whether it was a tantrum from the children or I was just exhausted and on the floor crying. That didn't mean I was a failure. It didn't mean I wasn't cut out to be a mom. It meant it's just hard some days. Mm -hmm. Be gracious with yourself. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon, and unfortunately, Valerie is sick today and it will not be able to join us on the podcast. She does say hello to all of our listeners that are out there, but unfortunately, she is down and out and not able to join us. But I do have special guests with us today. We have our friends from Family Life, Jay and Greta Kennedy. They live on Vancouver Island, and we're going to be interviewing them about their parenting and just what they've learned through their parenting process. They've been married for 18 years. They have three teenage children. They have a few things under their belt when it comes to parenting, and they are now uh, co-workers friends, uh, staff with Family Life Canada. They offer a wealth of wisdom and insight into Christian living, uh, into parenting and marriage. And one of the things that I love about Jay and Greta is that they speak with vulnerability, authenticity, and they use humor using their own experiences to encourage us as couples, as parents, uh, as people to live out our Christian life. And so Jay and Greta, I want to say welcome. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Marriage Talk. I'm excited to have you with us. Now, as I was alluding to earlier, you are co-workers, you are friends of ours. We know you, but our listeners probably don't know you. So how about you give us a little bit of a quick introduction of who you are, uh, how long you've been married, where you met, anything, anything that you want to share to uh, get our listeners to know you a little bit. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, look forward to chatting with, with you today and all the listeners. So Greta and I, we have been involved in Christian ministry for about 20 years now. And uh, something that I may don't know is that we're dual citizens. We're American and Canadian citizens. We yeah. met down in Oregon as whitewater raft guides and rock climbing guides back in the day, taking youth out, taking them on these adventures. Um, and then we got to know each other that way. Yeah, it was uh, it was so much fun, very adventurous. And uh, it was interesting, though, because we were not at all interested in each other during those first years. Uh, we just were co-workers and really, really good friends. Yeah, and she looked me up and down and said, not marriage material, um, <laughs> or, or she at least thought it. I thought it. I didn't tell you that. I, I did the same. And yeah. so we were just really good friends, which yeah. was really freeing. Yeah. And so we were great friends for, I think, about four years. And then uh, after about four years, we started dating. And it didn't take us long because we were such good friends already. So we were married within a year. And then we had... We were married. We had three children very quickly. Uh, they were just all under three years. We had our three kids. Yeah, we should, we were. The plan was to have four, but after three, oh. we said this is just full and good. Well, at least I did. <laughs> That's did. fair. It was it was a lot. It and was intense because when we had our third, I remember being in the hospital, and the oldest was still two, mm -hmm. and then we had a 15-month-old that was crawling around and getting, yeah. pushing all the buttons in the hospital bed, and here I was holding this, you know, hours-old baby going, oh my goodness, what did we do? It was a lot. Yeah, and of course, I mean, 
hospital floors are so nice and clean. So there's oh, nothing, nothing to worry about there, right? <laughs> exactly. Quick question though. You talked about you met whitewater rafting. Is that still part of your journey? Do you still do some whitewater rafting and with the kids or is that kind of a been there, done that kind of thing? We wish. I we really wish. wish. Yeah. I keep telling the kids, you know, I used to be really cool. <laughs> I do tell them that. I, I will say that I continually, when I see a river, yeah. I cannot just see a river for the beauty of the river. I see it as, okay, if I was a little ant on yeah. a leaf, how would I run would these rapids? We're still quite an adventurous family. Uh, we continued that adventurous spirit with our kids. Uh, we came up with a travel blog and got to do a lot of adventures that way. And then just in a few weeks, we're going camping for the fourth time in Hawaii. And we camp right on the beach. We're going for two weeks. Our kids now are 17, 15, and 14. And so we're looking forward to that. No electricity, no Wi-Fi, no other distractions of sports and friends and boyfriends. It's just going to be our family on a Hawaiian beach. So we're still very adventurous, but uh, nice. no, no whitewater rafting. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, I hope that you'll enjoy that time there. I want to start off. We asked this question to all the people that we interview. If you could go back and talk to a young Jay and Greta just starting out on their marriage journey, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a good one. I think when I was, I mean, stars in my eyes getting married, I really didn't think we would have any problems <laughs> because we were so much in love. And I think I would want to tell that young Greta, you know what, you are going to have some really tough times ahead, but push through because when you, when you push through and commit to working through those things, you will find and learn a deeper love than you could have fathomed. Like you, you can't even imagine loving Jay more than you do now, but push through those tough times, continue to commit to that and uh, your love will really, really grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it to get to that extra love part, you have to go through some hard things together. And uh, that's a little bit with our parenting journey, our marriage journey. But and to go along with what Greta said, you know, when we got married, we were, you know, legit best friends, like really, really good friends. And so I think I would tell my younger self, do everything you can to maintain that trajectory of becoming better, better friends, just passionate friends, the best of friends, um, because Friends give each other slack. Friends look out for one another. Friends have each other's interests in mind. Friends are patient and all these wonderful things. And sometimes when you get into the weeds of marriage and parenting and career, sometimes that, that just goes by the wayside a little bit too much. And we want to do everything we can to maintain that friendship all the way through because someday the kids are going to be gone and we, <laughs> and we want to be really best of friends and passionate friends. So I would tell my younger self, do everything you can to keep that in the forefront. I'd love to even just unpack what that might look like. Actually, let's do that. One, you get one thing. What would be one thing that would help you to stay friends? One thing? Only one? Yeah, only one. Timing <laughs> issue here. We got we to gotta keep moving. But what's, what's one thing? I think remembering that we're for each other and have fun. They're so... We can get caught up in, in the busy and in the, in the to-do list and the... The tasks, I definitely can, of, of running the household. And if I'm not careful, Jay becomes my enemy because he's not <laughs> helping me run the household the way I want it run. And so helping remember that we're friends is that, 
hey, we're for each other and we can have fun together mm-hmm. and and play, uh, do the things that we really enjoy. We Jay doesn't like this, but we love gardening together. Yeah. And so getting outside and being in God's creation and doing those things together really well, helps build the friendship. And real quick, one thing I would do is just remember love languages. How does how does Greta receive love? And a, a friend should know that. And so just simple things like I, I bring Greta coffee in the morning, you know, because that's what friends do, you know, and uh, you do those sort of things. You just really love each other well. So I try and be a master at understanding how she receives love and do those sort of things. Mm, so good. So good. thank you for that practical advice, because some of the stuff that we like to do on marriage talk is get into the practical and not just stay high level. But what does that actually look like for us? And then what does that look like for our listeners? And, and so thank you for getting into the practical and, and sharing a little bit of your marriage story with us. Now, that's not where we're going to really go today in terms of w- with your marriage. We actually want to unpack some parenting uh, questions. And yeah. we have you here today on the on Marriage Talk to talk about parenting. And this is a, a pioneering discussion. We haven't really di- dove into this realm on marriage talk yet but we thought let's let's step into this parenting is such a big thing in marriage for for those of us that have kids that have been blessed with that that it, it brings a whole nother world that maybe we were prepared for maybe we weren't you've got some years uh, under your belt with parenting you, as you said your kids are 17 15 and 14 and so you You've had some years, but you've also you're still living it, and 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 they're still at home, and 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 they're every stage is a new stage, and and so let's unpack that together. Let's unpack your parenting story. And so it's a very similar question to what I just asked, except for we're just going to change it into a parenting question, which would be if you could go back to a younger Jay and Greta, and you just brought your first child home from the hospital, yeah. not sure if you can remember those. I, oh, yeah. I remember each of those moments, bringing our kids home from the hospital, but what would you want to tell yourself? First child coming home from the hospital, what would you want to tell yourself? Yeah, I, I remember it very, very clearly going, I'm gonna, you know, fragile with this baby. Remember, you put it in the car seat, you know, I just buckle it ever so carefully, you know? Yeah, I remember those days very well. And what I would tell myself um, at that moment is, keep learning, keep growing. We had this book that we read and it was every stage of your baby, you know, zero to three months, zero, you know, three to six, six to eight, you know, and 21 months, you know, when do you stop saying months? When I don't, I don't know. My baby is 32 months old. And every, every stage we were, I remember Greta going, um, talking to Greta going, we got to go back to the book. We have to go, we have to educate ourselves. Like why, is the baby crying so much or what can we do or what should we know? And so I was, I was very much into that. Uh, Greta didn't mind the crying. I was like, how do you have a baby not cry and sleep well and all that sort of stuff. So what I would tell myself is keep going in that trajectory. You know, once you leave, you know, one, two, three years old, that shouldn't stop. Uh, there's so much value in educating yourself through podcasts, getting a parent mentor, um, going to workshops, and just understanding that the stages of your child keep going. They're just not every two months. Now they're every Mm. three, four years. And I think I would have said, you need to get in on that early. Uh, It was just later years where I realized, okay, we were in the stage of caregiver. 
And then there's, you know, a couple more stages of, of corrector and cheerleader. And we're right now in the stage of coaching. And it's so important to know when you're supposed to be in one stage and get ready for another one. And because it just, you know, your child keeps changing and you can't just stick with one approach. And then when you have three kids, you need to know which stage they're in because you're bouncing back and forth going, oh yeah, I'm a consultant here. I'm a coach here. I'm still caregiving over here. So that would have been really, really valuable for me uh, to know and just to cherish some moments. Because, you know, not the diaper blowouts, you know, I don't cherish those moments, you know, or the, um, or, you know, the, the different things like that, but cherishing those sweet moments, because we think uh, we'll remember these moments forever, but the day comes where you tie that shoe the last time, or you put the jacket on for the last time, you do all these last moments, you let the last piggyback up the stairs. I remember always saying every time they said, dad, can you piggyback? We had a big flight of stairs. I said, yes, you know, because I won't be able to do that forever. Now my son's six foot two, that wouldn't go so well. (laughs) So just cherishing those moments, because as the saying goes, the years are long. um, No, no, days are long. (laughs) The years are short. Yeah, Yeah. that's really good. I think for me to go back to that, that new mom, I'd want her to know that she's going to make some mistakes. There is no such thing as a perfect parent here on earth. I had a lot of practice babysitting. I knew kids. I knew babies. I was really, really comfortable with children. And I, I had this vision that, that motherhood would not only come naturally, but easily. And that I would do everything right because I had watched a lot of mess ups or wrong or, or kids that didn't know how to obey. And I was going to have good kids. And I'd want that young Greta to know that, Greta, you're going to make mistakes. Mm. You are not going to be perfect. You are human. Be gracious with yourself. It's going to be okay. Mm. Just keep running the course. You're not. Yeah, I, I would want her to know that. So then she could be more gracious when the mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, I'm on a on the kitchen floor, just crying because of whatever had just happened, whether it was a tantrum from the children or I was just exhausted and on the floor crying. That didn't mean I was a failure. It didn't mean Mm -hmm. I wasn't cut out to be a mom. It meant it's just hard some days. Mm -hmm. Be gracious with yourself. Yeah. Pulling on that a little bit the being gracious, the hard days, sitting on the on the kitchen floor crying, as you just shared. I was just wondering, could you bring us into that journey of like, what did that look like? Like, how did you, how did you get to that stage of being like, I need to be gracious here. I need to, I need to learn that it's going to be okay. Oh, that's a good question. Some of it for me was in understanding as I am gracious with my children as they are learning I'm not, I don't get angry with my kid because they didn't know how to walk right away. I didn't get angry with the children when they're learning how to share. It's a process. Mm. And as I learned what it's like as a parent to be gracious with my children, as I would also then see God be gracious with me in my own failings. And when I sin in my relationship with God as his child, and I would receive that grace, the deeper I would understand those two things, me as a parent with my children and God as a parent with me, would give me the freedom to then begin to be gracious with myself when I would make mistakes. Hmm. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much. That And what a, that is a beautiful picture to think of, of God's grace towards us. And can we, can we be that outflow towards others as well? And, and, and this mirroring picture of what that mm-hmm. is such a great reminder. So, so thank you for that. There's obviously been some ups. There's obviously been some downs, uh, you know, some bumps and bruises. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, in our parenting journey, I would say that we've had some bumps and some bruises along the way. For yourselves, though, what would you say has been the hardest thing to process as a father and as a mother? I think how extremely challenging it is, as you pointed out, to get it right. I thought before my kids develop core memories, those forever memories, I would become a perfect parent. And they would only remember me as a perfect parent. And I remember thinking I did not arrive. (laughs) I don't think there's an arrival point. And so as the kids are getting older, just inviting them into that journey of uh, I am not a perfect parent. I'm, I, I sometimes tell my, my boys, I'm a boy just like you, just older. And I'm learning too. And I've never had you know a 17-year-old girl before. I've never had a 15, 14-year-old boy before. Let's be gracious. And you've never been a 15 or 14-year-old boy, you know? And so you're learning and, and you're growing. And so you're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. But it was really hard for me to process that in terms of just, I just want to be the best parent I can be. And I just... I'm not there many times. And uh, so apologizing to your, to your children and working that through, that's all part of, of being a parent and discipling your kids. And so I think when I realized that, that it's a journey, uh, that you don't have to be perfect, you can still be a dad and not be perfect. That was really a, a helpful thing in my, in my journey. And there was less consternation on my part when you just admit it to your kids uh, and and uh, they're gracious with you and we're gracious with them. Oh, it really does help. He And he does it a lot. But whenever there's there's an argument or a, this is so frustrating right now, yeah. he has all along the way said, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I've never done this before. <laughs> and I'm learning and I'm, I'm going to make mistakes. And just that modeling that he does with them. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. I've, I've watched the kids. Oh, it's okay, dad. We know yeah. you're not perfect. Yeah. Although it looks a little different now as teenagers. It, it does. It does. <laughs> it's okay, dad. You'll get there. Yeah. Well, they don't sound like that yeah. anymore. But there is a, a, a modeling when we do say, hey, I'm I'm struggling here. This is a really hard decision or I didn't handle myself the greatest in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Can I have a do over? Can we try that again? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay, you really have modeled well, not perfectly, but well that process. And I think that then is beneficial for our children growing up and understanding that, yeah, mom and dad aren't perfect. They're going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and it's okay. And I'm not perfect as a kid either. And it it's really, really yeah. good, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think mean, as you as you've alluded to, the modeling for our kids because they will become adults as well. And mm-hmm. and the home is these training grounds for them to learn these muscles. And as parents, we get to, you know, we pass on, you know, some of the hard stuff or we pass yeah. on some of the brokenness pieces, but we can also pass on some really, really good things as well as parents, and we can model that. And Jay, I I just love hearing that. Uh, In fact, it just reminded me, I had this exact, I had that exact same conversation with our daughter at Christmas time. 
she's away at school. Uh, she's in the States at school. She came home. This is our first time having a kid out of the home in university. And then we're navigating those waters. I literally said those exact words, Janie, this is the first time we've done this. Yeah. It's the first time you've done this. I think we're having some growing pains, yeah. but maybe we could, we could, we could grow together. Like maybe we can learn this together because we're both, this is the first for both of us. Yeah. And that's what you're saying is that, Hey, maybe we could grow together. And I've, I, you know what, I made a mistake here or I stumbled here or I didn't handle that situation well. And by saying it's our first time, it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. It is just realizing. I think it's going back Greta, to what you said. It's going back to that grace piece of why do I think I would be perfect at this? This is the first time I've, I've walked this journey. Uh, and so I think what a beautiful picture and tying that all in, all in there. What about yourself, Greta? What's been one of the hardest things as, as a mother? Oh, <laughs> there's been a few. I think in understanding that truly my children are different and what worked for one may not work for the other. Mm. Or often that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just may not. Yeah, you're right. I think I really thought, okay, this discipline scenario worked for our daughter. Uh, when when she would disobey, we would try these consequences and they worked for her. They did not work for our youngest. The same consequences or the same, it didn't work. And I, and I remember feeling sometimes like, what is wrong with my kid? What is wrong with me? I try, I've done this before. I know how to do this. How come it's not working? And then to, to realize each child truly is different. And, and people would tell me that, yeah, your kids are all different. Remember that. But when you're experiencing it, oh, it's so true that they are each different. And, and so how I parent them will look slightly different as well. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Was that an easy process to learn uh, or to recognize in yourself that they needed different nuances in their life? If the situation was simple, yes. If the situation is very difficult, no, it's not Uh, because the the approach is so different. And as I've gotten older, I think it's gotten more clear, like we're, we're coaches now. And so Mm. each child is different and needs a different coaching approach. And some are in early stages of needing a coach mid and then late. And then um, that has really helped us to that concept of understanding, well, a good coach knows their, their player and, and what goes well with that player. Not that our kids are players, uh, <laughs> you know, not doing a sporting event. Here. It's a good enough, yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. That's really helped. So those, those are some of the hard things. There's got to be some blessings along the way. Uh, raising kids. What's that looked like? What's been a blessing for each of you as a parent? Yeah. Well, the heart of our parenting approach is that we're not just raising great Canadian citizens. That is not our end all and be all. Mm -hmm. We're we're raising disciples of Jesus. We're mentoring Mm -hmm. our kids to follow and love Jesus and have a passionate relationship with God. Like that, we told our kids, we don't care what job you have. You know where you live. We want you to have a job. Yeah. We want you, to have a job. <laughs> you know, we want you to marry well, you know, all those things. But the the the, the biggest thing is seeing them come alive in their faith. And that as we all know, you know, those that follow Jesus, those that are no matter no matter where you are in your faith journey, it's a journey. 
So uh, our kids are on that journey. And so a blessing has been to see some of that, uh, the fruit of our labor, because we know as parents, it is, a, it is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work and it looks different. And right now with our teenagers, it is a, we're, we're loving it, but I can tell you it's a lot of hard work. And sometimes you think you're going crazy and we're not like, oh, we'll just get through the teenage years and then we'll be, it'll be wonderful. We'll be empty nesters. You know, no, because they'll be gone and we'll be rattling around just Brad and I, and we'll be friends, <laughs> but, but it will be less adventurous and less crazy. I think we're going to miss it. And we've been told that. Mm. So this blessing of watching your kids connect the dots in their faith. You know, I was talking with one of my, uh, my son the other day, just saying, you know, Hey, if you want to be first, you got to be last. If you want to gain your life, you got to lose it. You know, if you want freedom, you gotta you gotta give your life to Jesus. You're be, be a disciple of Jesus, and well, that doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound freedom. And I'm like, wow, you know, like uh, his mind's a little exploding there. You're trying to trying to get abstract thought around your relationship with Jesus, and it, it was all coming back to forgiveness and why we forgive, and you know, we actually were commanded to forgive, and mm-hmm. the it just seeing like all those dots connect, all that hard work of discipline and correction and discipling and mentoring and pointing them saying, you know, why do we go to school kids? We go to school, dad, to love God and love others. They know that we talk about that all the time. When they say, Oh, I hated school today. I was bored at school. Why'd you go? You know, because someday they're going to have a job and why do you do that job to love God, and love others, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so the blessing is to see the fruit of our labor and we're still seeing it. It is hard work, but it is totally, totally worth it um, as we're in this this last stage, you know, before they become young adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll see more and more blessings. But as we know, we, we can't control our kids' decisions. That's not how it works with our relationship with God. That's not work, how it works with a parent. So um, that's the adventure of it as well. There's been some amazing blessings along the way. You know, I, I, I think of when they were tiny and just even the blessing of going, you're mine. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this. <laughs> I, I I have a kid and this is so amazing. There's been blessings of sharing some of my joys that then they, they pick up. I, mm-hmm. Super simple blessings of cooking with the cat uh one of the children cooking with the cat no that's a cat <laughs> kid i was gonna say kid and then i thought oh maybe i should change it to child <laughs> sounds nicer <laughs> but spending time with our children watching them delight yeah. in some of the same things that i delight in mm. when we have one of our kids one of our children yeah. loves just being together as a family that's such a blessing that he, our... lives, he lives in the moment so well yes he loves being with the family and he slows us down and yeah. he does and it's a, it's a blessing it's a blessing to as i'm understand I, I i said this a little bit before but as i understand who god is as my father mm. and his immense love for me my my view after being a parent my view of God as a parent changed mm. and his father heart and how his heart aches to spend time with me. My heart aches to spend time with my children and th- that blessing of, of understanding what this parenting role is and, and how God is my parent too, and how it's changed and formed more my view of God as a father. It's, it's huge blessing. It's mm-hmm. been a blessing to watch, the children get a concept of what it looks like to love each other. 
And as they then venture out and, and show affection through their own love languages mm -hmm. for each other, immense blessing yeah. to think, be that. I think every stage has different blessings. Mm -hmm. You know, right now our kids are teenagers. One's in Guatemala on a missions trip. Another one's trained to be a lifeguard. Another one's enjoying basketball camp and being with friends. And there's just, there's blessings in that. And there's blessings when they were younger going, look at the ladybug, you know, and like, yeah. And I drew this for you, daddy, you know, and they're just, it's just so much simple. And um, there's so many, so many blessings. Oh. It's so worth it to be a parent. It's so worth it to put in the hard work, but it is hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard work, but it's worth it, right? Like it's always ending, ending with, but it is worth it. And it is, it, it's worth the time. It's worth the energy. It's, it's worth what it takes to, to impact their life. As you said, to build disciples, to mentor them, to have people that are passionately loving Jesus Christ and following him and walking in obedience in their life. And as parents, if we can guide them and have those conversations and set them up for, for those things, it is um, a, a, such a beautiful blessing and a beautiful picture to, to walk through. Now, one of the things that happens all the time is kids impact marriage, uh, it, right? Like, like it just, it, it changes the dynamic of the marriage. And with that change, that sometimes parents, you know, uh, sometimes marriages struggle because of, for different reasons. There, we won't even need to start listing it, but, but just the <laughs> impact that, that kids can bring into that. So how, with that, raising these three kids, what's helped you to keep your marriage relationship strong through your parenting journey? Yeah, being intentional. Mm. So knowing what you just said, that we know that this external current of kids with all the blessings, but also comes a lot of hard work, which takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of frustration, uh, just a lot. Mm. And before it was just the two of us. And that's a lot that's simpler, it, 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 simple, simpler decisions. Now it's, it's just so much more complex. And so being intentional about staying in love, staying friends, investing in our marriage, going to conferences, taking each other's care of love languages, our emotional needs of one another. It takes intentionality to raise kids and it takes intentionality to stay in love. You know, many people when they're married, they say marriage is hard work, but you ask them to describe what the hard work is. And they just go, I don't know, it's just hard. Mm. Well, we know we didn't know we need to know what the hard work is. And the hard work is doing conflict well, is putting the other person first. Yeah, we have to we had to figure out what the hard work was and then go after that. Well, yeah. and I think even you saying we had to be intentional. If we just focused on the children so much, yeah, which they are very demanding, right? Their needs are intense, their everything is right now and just all in and if we allow that to consume our time and our thoughts we lose each yeah. other mm -hmm. because our focus has totally shifted to the children yeah the kids are so important our marriage has to be more important mm -hmm. and that's something that has impacted our marriage yeah i think is just that un that understanding when we got that order wrong Mm -hmm. uh, then marriage didn't go well. Our relationship didn't go well. And we're like, you know, coworkers or co-parents and that's it. And we're being really friendly and we're really in love. And so when we, when you ask the question, how did it impact your marriage? 
it was this intentionality that kept us in love and we just didn't take it for granted. Like it's just going to be easy. Well, and, and like Jay alluded, we didn't always get it right either. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like, Oh, we've always been so intentional in our marriage that we're the most amazing parents because of it. That's not, that is not the truth. The truth is we have really messed up in this before Mm. and focus so much on either the demands of work, the demands of home and children that we have had seasons where, as Jay said, we were kind of just roommates. Yeah. We'll just sacrifice ourselves because we're, we're big, we're a big girl, big, big boy here. We can just, put ourselves aside and sacrifice us for the greater good. And we, we, we get that order mixed up. And, it, and then you know. we wouldn't be doing well. And those weren't fun seasons. And so then changing our mindset and going, oh, right. We need to actually build into each other because the best gift we can give our children yeah. is a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. That really is one of the, the best. best gifts we can give in showing kids what it looks like to love one another, what to sacrifice officially put the other person above ourselves to to commit to working through conflict and differences and all of those things so that being intentional in our marriage sometimes does mean telling the children you know what I'm I'm talking to daddy right now this is important I I know that you're important too but you need to wait Mm -hmm. because daddy matters too and and this is important so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah that intentionality Yeah, so, so good being intentional. That's our story too. Uh, We definitely were not intentional in our relationship and it suffered for it. But when we can make that switch to be intentional in all of these areas, I even think back, you you shared how you like gardening together. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure your garden doesn't just grow on itself. You have to be intentional. You've got to get out there, pick the weeds. You've got to water it. You've got to maybe even design it. I'm not a big gardener guy. I think there might be some landscaping that goes on with it. I'm a I'm a grass guy. The the well, the grass that grows in the front lawn, not the grass. But um, you know, I, I I'm just I, I love, but I but I'm so intentional in it. I'm intentional of treating it. I'm intentional of watering it. I'm intentional of feeding it. I'm intentional of of doing the things to make it healthy. Yes. And that's what you're saying here. Even with kids, we need to be intentional with our own yeah. marriage. Absolutely. And in that, we also need to be intentional with our kids. Like wow. there's such intentionality. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, another reason why we wanted to have you on the podcast was to let our listeners know about the Family Life Parenting Conference that's happening in April. The two of you have had a huge hand in putting this together and getting it ready and packaged and being able to be available in April. And so would you please share more about this uh, Family Life Parenting Conference that's happening in April? Yeah, well, it's it's online. It's on demand. It's free, which everyone loves. You can listen to it as a podcast. You can watch it on video. We're making it as easily as accessible as possible. It's on April 14th to 24th. It's 10 days of free streaming with 10 crucial questions that parents should be asking or are asking. And we need to get the answers to these questions. Uh, and that goes back to when I said, when we start off with a baby and we think, okay, how does this baby work? But it goes all the way through. And so these questions that we're asking uh, and providing answers to, they're going to help along in this parenting journey. That's It is going to be really good. Uh, we also have three bonus workshops for if you're single parenting, which is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Blended parenting, 
that is really hard. Mm. Uh, and if you're married, which is hard, you know, <laughs> I, I'm talking about it's, 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 uh, it's, it's good, hard, but good. Hard, but good. <laughs> right. We want to provide those workshops because we know that's a reality of our mm. relationships while we're parenting. So, mm. and then we have two Cantonese or, and Chinese workshops as well. So um, it's going to be really good. And the website, so yeah, you go to familylifecanada.com and you click under events and uh, you just sign up and then you'll get the alert of when they're happening. Don't miss it. It's going to really help you along your parenting journey. It's going to bring a lot of help and hope to you as a parent with these crucial topics that we're covering. So good. So good. We are looking forward to it. We're going to put a link uh, to that website, to familylifecanada.com slash parenting conference. That link is going to be in our show notes. And so you can go and check it out there. I just want to say thank you so much to Jay and Greta. It's been so much fun having you uh, on Marriage Talk. And as always, we we like to end our podcast with a question for our listeners. And so the question that we have for our listeners would be this. If you could go back to your younger self, just bringing home your first child, just starting out that parenting journey, what would you tell yourself? We hope that will be a, a question that you're able to process and, and, and hopefully it brings insight into your life. Uh, there's a few things I want to end with because I, I really loved how you said this here that the days are long, but the years are short. It's such a reminder for us in this parenting journey that some days it feels long, but let's not get lost there because the years the years are short that we have them in our home to really impact them and, and be part of their life that way. Now we hope that we're still part of their life when they're adults, but wow, the years to be that impactful piece in their life, they are short. And uh, and I want to end this because there might be a listener out there that is just really hurting in their parenting journey. There might be a listener that is not sure where to turn or what to do. There might be a, a, a listener out there that really resonates, Greta, with your story of just sitting on the kitchen floor and crying. And, mm-hmm. and those are hard days. Those are hard things to deal with. But I love what you said. You said that parenting is a process. What a wonderful reminder that in the hard days to tell ourselves that this is a process, in the hard days of marriage, marriage is a process. Living our life with, with Christ, it's a process. It's something that we learn. It's something that we continue to grow in. And our parenting, and Jay, you started this out at the very beginning of talking about continuously learning, wanting to continually grow. What a process that can be in our lives. So I want to thank, I want to again, thank you so much for joining us on Marriage Talk. I want to thank you uh, for those that are listening, uh, for joining us every single week. And we will talk with you next week. Bye now.